Hey, and welcome back to the A24 podcast. If you don't know the name Joanna Hogg, she's the director of our new film, The Souvenir, opening this weekend. She's also one of the few filmmakers lucky enough to call Martin Scorsese a mentor and their executive producer. Last week, they sat down and talked about their shared obsession with Hollywood musicals, the projects they're working on right now, The Irishman and The Souvenir Part 2, and the anxiety that comes with making art on a bigger campus. It's an honor to share their conversation, and we hope you enjoy it. Uh, this is Martin Scorsese. This is Joanna Hogg. And um, well, we're here talking about your films. And uh, you have a new film, uh, The Souvenir Part 1, that's opening. And you've made four features, right? Uh, yes, The Souvenir is the fourth. It feels mm-hmm. like I've made a lot more, but because <laughs> I've been around for a long time. Um, I guess one thing I could talk about a little is how I first came upon your work. I was uh, shooting a uh, Hugo, Hugo Cabret in uh, in London in I don't know, 2010, I think it was, a long time ago now. And um, it was in 3D and it was taking a very long time and I was living there. And on uh, I would have DVDs, people would send me things. I think the BFI sent Archipelago, could that be? Yes, or was it one of your actors had, had seen it? I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I received a letter saying, please look at this. And it was a weekend and I was alone. I, so I, I put on this film called Archipelago. And I didn't know who, it didn't say who, it said who, who you were the director, but I didn't read that part. So I said, well, this is the BFI. Well, I should look at it because I'm very much uh, appreciative of uh, English cinema, British cinema. And so I put an archipelago. And I, you know, I must say that Hugo it was a very complicated picture. It was fun at times, but it was extremely complicated in 3D with trains and kids and uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and Ben Kingsley and, and Dobermans and all kinds of things going on. So I was kind of distracted. So I put it on and uh, this uh, beautiful image comes up, widescreen color, and helicopter lands in uh, an island in the north, which later I find it, out is Skilly. In, in Isles of City in uh, southwest. Oh, the southwest. Southwest of, uh, so off Cornwall. There are a little group of islands just off Cornwall. Really? Oh, see, I imagined it off in the, uh, up in the, like in the... the Western the, Isles. The edge of the world, you know, yeah. by yeah. Michael Powell. I know where I'm going. I know where uh, I'm going. Territory. Yeah, very romantic. It's sort of the polar opposite. Of, wow. Of, um, but there's a similarity between yeah. the islands, yeah. actually. In any event, I was watching it, and I watched the first 15 minutes, and this family is together, and they're apparently on a... Um, visiting a brother has come to visit his uh, family and mother and his daughter, his sister, I should say, um, in uh, a rented house. And um, I, it didn't, it didn't affect me. I couldn't, couldn't bring myself to really be connected to it. And so I said, well, I don't know what this is. I turned it off. I said, I can't, I can't, I can't be watching this now. I'm, I've got to, tomorrow there's going to be all these problems with the, uh, all these sorts of technical problems. But then that night I thought about it uh, for some reason. And I think the reason was when the brother, um, is it Tom? Yes. Hiddleston. Yeah, Tom Middleton. Yeah. I didn't know any of the actors, too. Uh, his sister says, uh, he, she gives him the room. She says, this is your room. And and um, when he moves into the house and he says, oh, that's fine. She goes, oh, you're being so cooperative. And and I said, why is she, why is she like that? What is going on here between these people? I suddenly became very... Interested in the uh, sub, I want to call it subtext, I hate that, but the emotional underpinnings of it. And so the next night, it was, uh, that was a Saturday, next night was Sunday, ran the whole thing. 
And that was the one I, this is an extraordinary, extraordinary film. And um, I was telling everyone about it. I was so moved by it. It's interesting because the restraint, of course, uh, created this extraordinary tension and emotional impact. It's something very sweet and also the look of the picture, the, the eye of the filmmaker, um, the compositions, um, the confidence in where to show us and how to look. You see. So um, for me, too, there were interesting things about it in that elements of, I don't know, what I guess is pastoral painting, you know, in England, France, and, and, and this film has that. And, and uh, I think I really picked up on it when there's a scene where uh, I think he's on a bicycle, yeah. And, yeah, you and he comes in, this thing. And, and he puts the bicycle, the exterior of the house, he puts it, the bicycle, I think, on the left, or I forget. He, pu- he puts the bicycle against another bicycle. That's it. And I, there's, 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 no, um, there's no sex in the film, but that was the sort of... Oh, really? Se- I, saw that, I always saw that as, a, as, as, a, as his sexual frustration. Maybe that's why. <laughs> well, there I was alone in life watching <laughs> Yes, but it's so beautiful. The, the house it's very subtle. It's very yeah. subtle. It's, oh, yeah. I see. And he goes and he starts talking to the cook, right? The the, the woman yeah. Yeah. Um, who was who was a real cook. She'd never acted. In oh, she's wonderful. Yeah. No, she was from a cooking scene. agency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and particularly um, the beaters. Yes, yes, they were real beaters. Suddenly, yeah. I'm yeah. transported back, you know, a few thousand years watching it, and it reminds you of Rossellini and the the uh, killing of the uh, well, in this case. The uh, in the Stromboli, the, the tuna, the, the tuna. Oh, it's devastating. Yeah, and, and I saw that yeah. at the age of seven. My brother took me, and it was so vivid, yeah. and that extraordinary uh, moment of um, sequence with the with the tuna, yeah. um, which they only stopped recent, relatively yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's incredible about the Rossellini is that when they make the catch, they all pray. They have respect, yeah. and it is uh, the bounty of the earth, you know, and uh, something and, very primal yeah, and necessary. Yeah. But and, in this, and that film was probably was in my mind because I I, I love Rossellini and yeah, and, and, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. well, it, it this um, uh, that scene with the beaters. I, I suddenly, I began to realize the landscape. The people are the landscape. You know, maybe uh, I've come to that thought, that realization too late, but. In the Mediterranean, it's different from uh, Norway. I know that. Uh, <laughs> I'm being Mediterranean, but beautiful. Also, I must say, yeah. I must say, the tones, the color, the the flavors of the color are quite quite beautiful um, and subtle. Yeah. But you gave the film um, that time. I mean, it concerns me that I, I I do like subtlety, and so I'm not. I, I tend not to do first scenes that sort of maybe grab the attention straight away. I don't know. I find I, I sort of have my own rhythm for things. I think, I, I always think if people could just see my films, you know, more than once, there's more exactly. to discover. And you gave it, you had, I mean, incredible that you revisited it, having not responded to it the first time. Mm-hmm. But it stayed me. I started to like it after I turned it off. <laughs> so, all right, let's do it, you know. Yeah. That then, then, uh, and then I heard that you'd you'd seen it because I wasn't aware you were watching it at the time, and I I think I was contacted by um, Artificial Eye who were um, oh, distributing yeah, it, it. Yeah. and then they put us in contact, and then you came over to get a, an award um, from BAFTA, yes, a fellowship, yeah, yeah. and and you had a party, and we met. We met there for the first time, yeah, yeah. And I forget after that. Well, then we came. I think I came to New York. I sort of came to New York on and off. 
and then uh, made exhibition, and then you. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 And, you showed and then me the... and then I showed you a cut yeah. of exhibition yes, before yes, you finished yes. it. Yeah. And then we, ha- I remember very clearly, we had a conversation when I happened to be on the island from Archipelago. Well, that's in right. The that's what you were in Sicily. And I was in an attic room, not exactly the attic room that um, Edward the character was in, but another attic room, and you couldn't hear anything. <laughs> Oh, that's right. We spoke on the phone. We spoke on yeah, the phone, yeah. and the signal was so bad. Yes, yes, yes. I think the 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 first film I saw of yours, curious in a way, because I don't think it's what you're most known for, was New York, New York. Mm. And I think it came out of I can't remember exactly what took me to it, but but probably my love of Hollywood musicals and that you were doing something your mm-hmm. own version of mm-hmm. that but mm-hmm. I but I remember when I went to see it I didn't know that it was going to be so much about relationships and, mm. and a relationship between two yeah. artistic people and I, yeah. I, I, I think that had a, a really profound effect on me because I in some ways identified with that struggle and 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 that that was one of the the things that inspired me when I made exhibition this mm. idea of a, of a film about two artists and how, how mm-hmm. creative people it's so hard to mm-hmm. live together. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. No, we were trying, when we made that film in 76, we were all uh, trying to work it out, trying to see if it could be possible. And um, it doesn't work out too well for our characters yeah. in the picture. And also I thought at that time I'd be like a film director, meaning I was so obsessed with the Hollywood films, but also luckily, I had been exposed to uh, neorealism when I was five years old in New York to, uh, off television and saw the Rossellini and De Sica and that sort of thing. So there was a... Uh, that seeped into it. Yes, it really yeah. did. Now, how could you do a, uh, a serious um, a serious attempt, let's say, of Viaggio in Italia? Yeah, one of my favorite films. Yeah, exactly. With um, in a Hollywood musical. Uh, I mean, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. (laughs) They all all laughed at it, (laughs) and people, people said, "Oh, the styles don't, the styles clash." Yes, that's right. They clash. I said I was always interested in the Hollywood musicals because certain Hollywood musicals, like Blue Skies and My Dream Is Yours, they always hinted that there was some emotional and psychological disturbance going on with these characters, especially in the relationships of the men and the women. Uh, and I was interested when it, when the, the end came up and the music yeah. hit and it was beautiful technicolor, that what happened after the end? <laughs> like, what happened yeah. to these people? Yeah. Yeah. You get a bit yeah. in The Star is Born, the uh, Judy Garland, James Mason one. But, yes, but know, it never quite gets to the heart of it. No, yeah. it doesn't get to the heart of it. They were trying to tell us something in those musicals. Uh, you'd be surprised there's a lot of darkness in some of these uh, Hollywood uh, um, uh, films of the time. I, I, no, I agree. I, I, for some reason, um, Lady in the Dark came to mind. That's Because Lady in the Dark, I was obsessed with That's the um, yeah. in, in, at film school. And Lady in the Dark, if you watch my graduation film, Caprice, mm-hmm. after watching Lady in the Dark, I took a lot from that film. Oh, into, that's what into I my little graduation yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. So there are there are sequences because I watched Lady in the Dark again recently, oh, yeah, and I I, yeah. I mean that that film. I mean that film. I've yeah, yes. watched so many times. They made me a beautiful thirty five millimeter print about ten fifteen years ago when I was at Universal. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. You please can see I see it because yes. you can't get it. You can't. No, no, you can't no. get it. It's not on DVD. Okay. No, I, it's I, not on I, DVD. I, in fact, I was going to ask you. This thing, this is a killer in, col- in the color of oh, it. Oh, I mean, you know. Yeah. I, uh, God. 
I, I, I because I love it the, the psychology of it, that yeah. character, yeah. The, yeah. those those um, sessions she's having on the couch, oh, and they're going into those extraordinary, extraordinary yeah. dream sequences yes. and that big window. Yeah, it's and, and her uh, fur lined yeah. costume. Well, I showed that to my costume designer yeah. the other day with the sequence <laughs> that inside. Thing is, when that and in Technicolor, my yeah. God, oh. you know. But that's great. I'll show Misha Auer and all of them. Yeah. You know? yeah. Of course, at the end, she gives it all up to go with the man. Yeah, yeah. But it's it. There's a lot before that. That's there as really you say, is. very dark. She's really questioning uh, her yeah. mind. And showed her, it to yeah. my daughter when she was about ten, and she said, "I feel like that that lady." I said, "Oh my." Oh. Oh. <laughs> You're only ten. You have a way. You have a ways to go. <laughs> oh God! But it's not very known, is it? I mean, no. uh, you know, you can't. I, I found a Spanish uh, dubbed Spanish version, oh, which no, I no. bought recently. That's all. All I could find on dubbed in Spanish. Dubbed in Spanish. No, it's not. No, so well, we have a copy of the DVD. I'm sure we have a copy. The thing is that that, that that's a long, long story off off uh, tangent here. But um, those films. Uh, we actually, Lady in the Dark, I believe we have lined up. I mean, Steve Spielberg and I are trying to do restorations of it Universal. Oh. And um, they own it. And so I think that's coming up soon. Mm. And we're going to try that. But um, there was a long period of time where you really couldn't see the Paramount pictures they owned pre-48. They owned those, those films from 1948 before 1948, Paramount. And they were just hard to get. And they were just never very... Um, they didn't really uh, have that much um, uh, distribution of them. Oh, and so now yeah. they're going back. We've done some, we've done Winchester 73, My Little Chickadee. We've done a number of films. Uh, oh. um, it, it's, uh, thank goodness you are, because otherwise those films would yeah. Yeah, just disappear. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with musicals at the moment, but I'm, curi <laughs> I'm curious because um, New York, New York, I think I saw it in 79. Did you make it? It made yeah. it in. It came out in '77. Right, right. I think I saw it in '79. But then there was also all that jazz, which I love, and that and that. I think I saw around the same time. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just wonder what you thought of. Yes. Oh, of, uh, Bob Fosse. I mean, the editing and yeah, the dance. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. The angles. I was one of the. I, I happened. I was lucky enough to see the original version of Chicago on stage. Oh. Not the. There's a version that's out that's yeah. apparently is playing all around the world every day on stage somewhere. But it's kind of lighter in a way. There's yes. the, the original version that he had he put together and Liza Minnelli and I mean, my God, it was strong. Oh, yeah. Jerry Orbach, I mean, this thing was powerful yeah. and crazy. And that's what you have in all that jazz. You've got that. I never really went to theater that much because we worked in lower working class. We never had the money to go to theater, but uh, an uncle who had some, who had, was able to get some tickets for something. And it was uh, the first thing I saw was Damn Yankees back in the mid 50s or late 50s with Gwen Verdon. Oh, yeah. Dancing yeah. on stage. It's yeah. extraordinary. Amazing. And Amazing he dancer. choreographed it. So. Um, no, his stuff. I mean, is, his choreography. Well, well in his own it. dancing was yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a little bit obsessed by him at the moment. No, it is an extraordinary film, and, and the fact that it, yeah, it's 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 a musical, but it's autobiography, and it's got, yes. as you say, the edits, yeah. the rhythm of it. That's yeah, showtime, incredible. Yeah, showtime with the Alka Seltzer and whatever he's taking in the morning, get going. You know, I mean, for me, musicals were so important, particularly the. Uh, I mean, yes, as far as pure entertainment. Yeah, I never forget. It was, I think, it was ten years old seeing Singing in the Rain, and then 
in yeah. a crowded theater on a Saturday afternoon, you know. Yeah. Um, and of course, the bandwagon was my favorite. Yeah, with with the Girl Hunt Ballet. Yes, can you yeah. talk a little about that? Um, it's a film within a film. It's a piece mm-hmm. that's performed, and uh, it's uh, Sid Sherry's mm-hmm. and Fred Astaire, and it's uh, it goes. It's episodic, isn't it? It goes. Um, it's a sort of gangster story. It's a kind it's of film Mickey noir. Spillane. Mickey Spillane. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, and it's um, it's um, I mean I can't remember how it exactly relates to the the bandwagon as a whole, but it's a stage production that you yes. see from yeah. beginning to end. Yeah, exactly. And, and and it's just so interesting that it's yeah it's its own thing. I was saying that earlier. It's 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 got its own universe and it's incredibly stylized. I mean I was desperately um, inspired by that when again when I was making Caprice, all these films like Lady in the Dark, I was e- eating up. Like anything, and um, it, uh, and then I'm look, looking at it again, and I was going to say that singing in the rain also mm. looked at recently because being about filmmaking, and the um, and the location we found for for the souvenir that my recent film um, mm-hmm. was entirely the choice of location was entirely inspired by singing in the rain, and it's that scene with this big studio door that opens. Oh, yes, exactly. That's what came to mind. Yeah. And I and yeah. I and I wanted to find a studio or or a warehouse or something that had the big door like that. Something about that big door mm-hmm. into that mm-hmm. into that space. Mm-hmm. I think that's what part of the seduction I had to do aviator because of that. Oh. There's something well, about what is those. It? Yeah. That's it's so interesting. On the, right on the on on the verge of some wild adventure. Whether yes. it's flying or dancing or something, it's, a, it's extraordinary. It's a giant doorway into yeah, something. That, yeah. yeah, it's a, yeah. The things about those moments and those the more more than moments, uh, the sections of those musicals, where like for me the quintessential one too is uh, "Born in a Trunk" in uh, "Star Is Born," and uh, when I did New York, New York, I wanted to do yeah. that yes. basically with happy endings. Well, it was called. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, happy endings is exactly that. It's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's its own. Uh, film i mean it's its own piece in, inside um the film and it di- it got released sometimes the, there's a longer version with it and didn't it get released well it got well released with- originally because there was a lot of a lot of uh different problems in the cutting of the picture and uh and my own my own uh, life at that time and i thought to make a sacrifice oh. to yeah. show that i wasn't being self-indulgent i cut it out yeah, that's a terrible sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I was in yeah. bad shape. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 1981, UA Classics, which had just been formed, put it back in. We did it together and re-released it and people accepted it. But you see, in 77, when it came out, uh, that same month or two was Star Wars. The world changed, yeah. as they say. Uh, no one would go for it. So by 81, it was, it was re- reviewed again. In a way, and and I think what happened with the uh, happy endings was that um, the unhappy ending was was more palatable to an audience because this is a film that had a lot of flash and color to it too. So it's pretending, in a sense, to be uh, entertainment. But they, uh, I think, it was very hard for them to accept uh, the the fact that the two characters don't wind up together at the end. But in happy endings, in a sense, they do, and they, they have do. a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. And so that helped it, and. Um, it was just um, a bad call, but it came yeah. good. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I, and uh, I'm I, I'm doing my own version, not exactly of happy endings, but doing a 
a film within a film. I already have a dread that someone along the line will say, you've got to take that out. No, don't. <laughs> Remember what I just told you? I well, look, I remember my case, a picture was two hours and 40 minutes. It's a different thing. <laughs> it was a crazy time. Well, we don't know um, how long mine's going to be. Oh, that's okay, true. I don't, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about the, the new the Souvenir Part 2. Yes. The yes. sequel. Yes. Which makes the, 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 the first one, the current one, in a way, very hard to talk about. Because yes. I feel like I've got to still stay... In, in, in a I totally totally agree. Don't get too hung up with this. Yeah. Go on to the next one right away. But we're shooting in less than four weeks. <laughs> but but uh, while I'm here, I'm having to talk about the first one. <laughs> it's hard, though. It's really hard. Oh, I know. It's really I hard know. because I feel I say things and then I don't like what I say. But what I'm but it but it's connected to what I'm about to do. So I just I'm, I'm terrified. It's of almost as if you're off. on set or something and you're working with actors and people are asking you questions. Well, I'm trying to take inspiration from that in a way. I'm trying uh -huh. to th trying to think as I'm in an interview situation, try and think of it creatively and get something out of it. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's true. You use but it. I, 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 yeah, I'm sort of thinking, well, yeah. I'm in this situation and I'm about to do this film. Um, it's about filmmaking. I think one thing, though, that is, is important that we haven't mentioned, really, is that I was always interested in the use of moving images, and that includes music, uh, words, too, but um, in storytelling, narrative, and uh, whether it's Stan Brackage or biggest Hollywood epic, I'm fascinated by how you tell a story with pictures, and I, uh, I think one of the things that Archipelago got me with, and particularly Souvenir, you know, is that it is a different language, especially in Souvenir. You're hitting on something else, and I don't know where it's coming from, but it's real. Mm -hmm. And you told me you used to do still photography, right? I did, I did, I did. But it's interesting that you say that, because I think I'm still not doing it enough or something. It's not oh. like I'm beating myself up, but I've, I'm thinking, well, with the second film... Um, yes, I'm just interested in yeah a, a sort of silent film in a way, a silent film with a soundtrack, exactly. but not not exactly. not not based on dialogue. And there's yes. actually quite a lot of dialogue in the first one in a way, but maybe in archipelago. Yeah. Oh, you oh mean not in, in archipelago. Yes, archipelago is tons of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not yeah. here though. Go further. Yeah, you know, yeah. go further. Yes. I mean, yes, I'm really interested to. And in fact, um, the the film within the film is a film that Julie, the character, makes at film school. Um, that I'm thinking her film, unlike Caprice, which was my film school graduation film, should have no no words at all. Mm. Should just be mm -hmm. um, just be and actually have some dance and movement in it. So it should be um, like a musical piece, but not no dialogue and mm -hmm. and, and, mm -hmm. and not not even singing. So just sound and music and and movement. No, no, it, it's uh, something to really pursue and don't uh, don't uh, get distracted from that. I mean, it's it's a way of, that you have of telling stories, or I should say, not even story. They're they're um, emotional stories. I mean, stories of people's emotion. That is very unique. But so much is um, instinctive, and I suppose that's the worry I have about you know when you talk to a journalist and they're asking you questions, and that that somehow the instinct is sort of going to get rubbed away because you're thinking too much that's about right. what you're doing that's and right. how you're doing it. I, right. don't, I don't think it's good to talk about the process too much. I agree. I agree. I was in a Philip Roth article in The Guardian some years ago where they were asking him about his new books, uh, describing them. He said, I'm not going to. And he said, well, you used to do that. And he goes, well, that's before I wised up. Wow. Uh, yeah. And he was in his 80s. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I... I be careful. I, protect it. Yeah. So I don't know how... But how, how in the world we live in, answer how another, is that possible? Answer another question. 
<laughs> well, what I mean by that, it, it's yeah. like, I'm not saying, you know, you answer, why is this guy blue? I'm t- talking about yeah. something that has to do with creativity that doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't sort of somehow chip away at what you're, you know. It's a, Bob De Niro and I used to, years ago, and people say, what's your new film? He said, oh, I don't want to talk about it. it uh, we'll talk it away. Yeah, like a yeah. movie I made, Silence, for example. And for years I talked about it and talked about it. it. took 20 years to make because of that. <laughs> I think. Well, you I mean, made an amazing I'm, film I'm just, at the end of it, well, but, but, you know. but, I, but I, know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, 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 think that, I think that's possible. You talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you become too self-conscious about what you're doing. Self-conscious and also you kind of chip away a little at the, um, the freshness of it. Yeah. Um, you got to go find it yourself, you know. You're yeah. there and... And, and, the, and the motor that is making you want to make the work, that's, it's, it's a mysterious thing, isn't that's it? That's right. It's not... That's right. I tried to explain, but people don't get it. And maybe I wasn't explaining over the years that much, but I like to talk a lot. So I realized, oh, don't explain anymore. Just have a nice conversation. Yeah. With the, maybe one or two journalists are nice. Who knows? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't think there's an understanding. It's, it's, it, it does, I think it does strip something away if you're not careful. Yes. Yeah. It's way you have to learn how to, I think, uh, protect that creative aspect of what you're doing because uh, you need to go out and talk about it. There's so much yeah. information now. It's all out yeah. there. What are you going to uh, do? Yeah, you exactly. Know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I always remember because I did a certain amount of therapy in my time and I always remember <laughs> in therapy sessions talking about it and saying, I don't want to, I don't want to discover too much about mm. why I exactly. want to create. Yeah. So I don't exactly. want to know what it's because you know, someone shouted at me or, you know, yeah. whatever it is, that thing yeah. in the past. Yeah. It's, I don't yeah. want to uncover it. Yes. Interesting, because you want to pull from that. You still want yeah. to. You, yeah. You want that. You don't, you, well, yes, I, yes, you don't want to solve. You don't want to. Oh, you solve you it. It's over. Everybody goes home, the end yeah. comes up, and that's it. <laughs> what happens after the end? And you're healthy and happy, and, and but you're not making films <laughs> who, anymore. <laughs> who wants to be healthy and happy? I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, no, but that's the, uh, the, how should I put it? The um, strange state of being creative. You know, uh, always people say, "How are you doing? What's happening?" I don't ask me. You know, yeah, um, yeah, well, have you yeah. when you finish work? I don't. Ever, I never finish work. I don't. You don't because you're yeah. always in it. You're yeah. always in it. Hence, the relationships suffer. Things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, protecting that instinct that is never completely satiated. Yeah. It's never really yeah. completely done. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you don't want it to be. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. How do you, if you, if you, you know, you're, um, you're, there's a basis of um, still photography, film school. So how do you interpret? How do you at least um, communicate the interpretation? What atmosphere do you create? Or I mean, it's a strange thing because I find I I, I forget so easily from from film to film. How, how I how I did the previous one how you know how how it all how it all worked because it's such an intense process isn't it I mean mm. it's such a it's such a commitment and so exhausting but in a satisfying way that I I find that I I sort of shed the past experience and then move on to the next mm-hmm. one so I almost don't remember what happened yeah the the way I I find I'm working now has very much evolved over time and it's been sort of shaped through those positive experiences and not not such positive ones and I had 13 years in working in television where mm. I was directing I was a jobbing director what's that 
Um, so I was working on other people's scripts, on other people's TV series. So I was oh. doing episodes of TV series. Maybe oh. we've never talked about no, it. No, no. Eh? Well, it's because I'm, uh, I wouldn't say I'm exactly ashamed of it, but I don't no, feel it, particularly it's proud of it. It's formative, though. It, it teaches you mm. Yes. And you get paid, yeah, paid for it. And that's the problem. You get the pat on the back. <laughs> it's terrible. And every now and again, I do a TV thing and think, really, this is the worst. And, and then I'd, I'd have five minutes writing notes on something personal that I wanted to do. Yeah. And then I'd be swept. Then well, I get the next offer and then go. Yeah, but it's so. like, I, I, sorry to say, but it, it, it's one of those things that people always think, well, you're so irresponsible. But it is like having a job. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I you know, I always pointed out that. I don't think I've ever worked in my life. I mean, I have, meaning um, I had to have jobs sometimes, and I, I when I was a kid, it was a different thing. But I don't. Every, everything has been like some sort of blessing in a way, yeah. you know. Even yeah. if it's getting involved with what I thought would be a commercial film, and I was going to try something, you know, and then I realized within thirty-five minutes into it, into the first meeting, I'm in a lot of trouble <laughs> <laughs> because committed. you really, you really have to do this. Meaning your heart has to be there. So. Uh, but it's a challenge that way, and it, as they say now, but one has to be careful. But um, if you get comfortable with with a paycheck, you're not going to make. You're no, not, you no, know. No. And so, it's going to be an uprooting no. when you finally do it. Yeah. You know? And and I remember, I can actually remember the thought that I was maybe not going to be able to get myself out of that and not actually make the films that I wanted yeah. to make. That that so, I wouldn't fulfill my my ambition of making feature films. I really yeah. thought that was. It wasn't going to happen. Then that's where unrelated started to materialize. Wow. And did it uh, disrupt your life in that way? In terms of, uh, you know, did you have? I understand. Mean, I don't know if you want to use it, but the point is, <laughs> like, hey, you had enough in a sense to take care of yourself, um, pay bills. Oh, stuff I like see. That. From yeah, that yeah. sense, well, at, yeah. at, to at go that off po- and do this at thing. that point, I had, I yeah. had, but yeah. we had to beg, borrow, and steal mm-hmm. um, to make the film. And we made oh, the yeah. film um, on a Sony Z1, which is not even a professional camera. I don't know if you remember really? the Sony Z1. It's like a tiny little video camera. No, but it looked great. Again, I saw it on a big screen. Well, it's got, a, I mean, it's, it's uh, very, um, very noisy in a digital yeah. way. Yeah. But, but it's funny way, it's so, um, so noisy that it almost becomes like a digital 16, well, not even 16 mil, Super 8, so ah. digital Super wow. 8. Um, and we, we we made a film print of that too, and actually that was Maybe quite that's interesting. What it is. That's why that's why it looked pretty interesting to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it uh, so we we uh, and 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 that was the other thing that was um, tripping me up about making a, a feature film was was I I I was convinced that it would have to be shot on thirty five millimeter. No, and nothing it else. does not. And and it was my husband who uh, very helpfully said, "For goodness' sake, <laughs> no. just make the film just on make anything, the picture. anything, any. You'll use any excuse not to make the picture." Yeah, I mean, in yeah. a way, oh, yeah. we have to be thirty. No, God, especially so, now, the little yeah. Canon cameras are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I look, I love thirty-five. Even this new one I'm doing, the Irishman, or or the actual title should be, "I Heard You Paint Houses." We shot as much thirty-five as possible. Huh. However, there's a great deal of CGI because we're doing these youthification of De Niro, Pesci, and Al Pacino. And so they had to be CGI. Yeah. They had to be a uh, camera with three lenses, and I was just crazy. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, I'm concerned. Yeah. What we're all concerned about is that we're so used to watching them as the older faces. Yeah. When we put them all together, and it cuts back and forth. I mean, the thing I t- talked about before in New York to yeah. you. But now it's real. Now I'm seeing it. Yeah. Now certain shots need more work on the eyes. 
yeah. need more work on why why these exactly the same eyes from the from the plate yeah the plate shot but yeah. the wrinkles and things have changed so has it changed the eyes at all and, yeah and if yeah. that's the case what, what was in the eyes that i liked was it intensity was it gravitas was it threat was it's quite complicated. And then how do we get that? And then how, yes. I don't it, know. <laughs> I think age is lots of things. It isn't just a yeah, no, it's, physical it's the, thing. The and it's a movement. Movement. Yeah. Everything. Uh, but the 35 is still the best. It really is. Mm, but, yeah. how, well, but, you know, it, look, but, I come from, you know, I'm yeah. 76 years old. It's different. But I always said, oh, was that thing? In 19, I think, 59 when I saw Shadows... Uh, John Cassavetti's shadows, I realized there are no more excuses. Yeah. If he could do this, he could do anything. And because the camera, the equipment was light. Yeah. The eclair, yeah. this yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Here now, it's there really is no excuse. Anybody can do anything. No, no, but it but in a way that makes it harder, I think. There's of sort course. of too much choice. And, <laughs> and anyone can do it. They can pick up their iPhone. But <laughs> well, um, there'll be a lot of people picking up their iPhones doing things and won't be very good. Yeah. But there might be one that comes out yeah. of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's new technology and that sort of thing. But uh but I, but I, I, ha, I hadn't. So I made unrelated archipelago an, ex, an exhibition all um, digitally, having my ambition stemmed from film school where you have these grand ideas. And I thought, well, I'm only ever working in 35 and maybe 70 mil too. Wow. Um, and, yeah. and, and, but none of that happened, obviously. <laughs> Set my sights too high. But then when it came to the souvenir, um, and because the setting is, uh, one of the settings is film school, I thought, well, it's got to be, 16 millimeter that's what i okay. shot on at film right. school so some of it's 16 millimeter and i i like my long takes and letting the camera yeah. run yeah. Yeah. so it was a real challenge for me and a very exciting challenge that i loved actually um you know having having a finite amount of time and and, and in a way for me it's a, a sort of almost more about the process than the end result i find the process of shooting film just mm. more energizing well it's more i could tell you it's more uh uh, it's more, there's more tension because are yeah, we yeah. going to run out? Oh, damn it, we ran out. You know, uh, and I always yell at the assistant cameraman. How many times I tell you, keep, keep the film in the camera, for God's <laughs> sakes. Another magazine. We just had one. What did you do? But that's the... That's, um, the, that's the excitement. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. But uh, you were saying uh, the, uh, the the time element. You're talking about how long... Well, how digital. long the role is. Yeah, how long yeah. the role is. And then is. digital, yeah. you can go on forever. And for, that's really boring. Yeah, it is. But I must say, for me, I found that every now and then they say, changing the card. I said, what? This is digital. We can go for two years. I said, we have old men here working. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, we got to do this, Marty. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's always a catch. Yeah. No, but there's no urgency. I do think everyone on the crew and the cast feel it when film is running through the camera. They really do. It, the tension of it and the amazing thing, the moment that you know you got something, an actor does something, oh, it's wonderful. Uh, and the sounds know. associated with yeah. it as well. It's, it's really, it's a tactile, sensual thing. Yeah. At the end of uh, Last Temptation of Christ, we, we were on shooting the crucifixion midway through the shoot. And, uh, quick story. I don't want to be too distracting, but shooting film, of course, and Michael Ballhaus. And we're on some mountain, in, I don't know, in Morocco. And... Uh, the last shot is of uh, William Defoe is Jesus saying, it is accomplished. It is accomplished. He's on the cross and he looks up and said, it is accomplished. And I wanted this moment, just head on shot. And we had been shooting like, it was the worst experience and the best experience shooting this picture. 
And okay. um, we got three takes, and the second take was the best, I thought. Just the best. He hit it. Willem hit it. And a minute, we go around to the next shot. We're moving around. And the assistant cameraman came up to me and said, we had a, we had a problem. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I opened the God. magazine. I said, you opened the magazine? Yeah, by accident. The kid did it by accident. And it's the shot that you... Oh really my God! Liked. I feel feel for the guy because yeah, no, he's a good kid. Remember he, that for the rest a good, of his yeah, life. <laughs> it's a good kid. And I said, "Oh God!" And I, you know, get okay. Nothing to do about it now. Let's let's move on. We can't reshoot. We got to go. And um, so when I looked at it back in New York, there was edge fog, and the edge fog became the resurrection. Oh my God! And so That's fantastic. You know, <laughs> cinema. I've got to watch it again for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said, "Oh my, that's the take." That's incredible. That's, uh, but we wouldn't have had that with digital. No. You know. No. Well, you would have had some dead pixel or something. <laughs> <laughs> the films you make or the work you do has to come out of your own experience. It has to be you. I mean, I don't see, how should I put it? It's extremely um, personal and subjective, I think, you know. Having said that, it's it's also very difficult because. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, uh, hearing you say that, I'm thinking, oh. Yeah. No, it does. I mean, I, I I think it to myself. You know how how you know yeah how much work can one do that's that kind of naked yeah in a way. you can you can it, it's um um in in effect you're 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 stuck there you have to do it that way mm. you know you know I I went through one phase and then collapse actually thinking that uh, never be able to get the love of wanting to say something again about people and myself <laughs> on a set why would I, and I just collapsed how, I, I, I'm not understanding I, I, how, how do you mean that you were I, I was concerned like really after New York New York I thought that I could never yeah. again yeah make a film that I cared about wow wow I said, why, am I, why do I want to go on a set and fight with the studio? Because that's what we did. Yeah. Fight. You have yeah. to fight with them. Well, it's one thing. You get financiers and you also owe them. There's a, there's a budget. <laughs> it's, you can't just be, yeah. and we were, yeah. you know, we were young at the time. It was a little crazy. But, you know, it's a so, process so, you have so to go through. So the personal in that, in that, yeah, in, the person, in that bigger, bigger I couldn't frame. do it anymore. I said, well, well, I don't, and I don't want to work for anybody. There were actors coming up to me saying, do this for me, do that for me. And they were big, yeah. big time. And yeah, I said, yeah. no, I've got to work for you. And I, I didn't, you know, the one I did connect with was Robert De Niro because we knew each other when we were 16. It's a very, very big difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah. also was... So he, that, knew, he knew where I came from. Yes, yes, yes. Because so, you've got to work with people who understand. Yeah, I mean, even though I resisted him, we had arguments, we had this, that, and I, you know, and then finally, oh, all right, I'll do it. And then sure enough, he knew me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I did find that yeah. uh, to pull it from yourself, I didn't know if I could ever do it again. And I said, what, two films? Mean Streets, Taxi, New York, New York, three films, what, what? Is that it? And then what, I have to go to work? Uh, I didn't quite understand it, and I, I just couldn't face it and collapsed. And then it came out uh, through, it worked itself out through Raging Bull. Which, I mean, it, it's so um, passionately taught. I mean, it's, I mean, it may not be autobiography, but I mean, it's, it's, it's also personal, isn't yes, it? Yes, very much yeah. so, yeah. So, so, so in, yeah. in what way were you working that out? 
just approaching it in a different way or, or, or that you were facing it? I was facing it because I couldn't face it. I couldn't face it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason why De Niro wanted to do it, he was facing it too. But he also wanted to do it because he was in great shape. <laughs> you know, we're 36 years old. Come on, man. I'm going to lose the 60. I'm going to gain 60 pounds. We've got to go. Yeah. And I know you could do it. I said, all right, let me get out of this hospital bed. And, you know, and then I realized, oh, God, he's right. Yeah. And, uh, and then that, and then that yeah. sort of energized you oh, yeah. beyond that. Yeah. yeah. So then you, did you ever think again, can I go to the next one? or, or, or um, One more time. You- one more time after that. Yeah. And then I realized... <laughs> That's king of comedy. Yeah. And I realized after that, after that, I realized, wait a minute, got to be really careful. And I said, what are you, what are you doing here? Um, uh, the film is fine. I'm done. Yeah, but yeah. after that, where am I going to go? And I wanted to yes. go right to the last temptation of Christ, but it didn't work. And when you say I must be careful, what, I mean, I'm, this is, I'm asking because I'm just interested. I'm trying to learn something from it for myself yeah. in terms of where, where I go beyond this. You, 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 you're realizing that, it's just too what it's just too painful or it's too just too difficult to face that each time it's difficult and painful but that's what you have to do yeah now yeah. can you get that despite how unpleasant it may be and despite you might only reach ultimately a mediocre level you still got to do it mm-hmm. and can you do that in this system because yeah. i'm american i'm here that's where the financing was, and, yeah. and that's it. And working I, on big budgets. Working on big budgets, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. And uh, working with people who uh, um, saw the same way, you know, uh, saw things the same way. Um, and you do have an obligation. I mean, it's a big budget. You have to get, you know. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's it's like, yeah. do you care enough? Do you care yeah. enough? Because you have to fight so much when you're, when you're oh. doing something personal with a big budget, which I, 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 don't, I couldn't do, and, I, and it's why... Well, souvenir is a little bit more than usual, but it's might minuscule compared to what's called the big budget. But uh, I, yes. But the key there is always the personal issue. In other words, despite all the madness, all the craziness, all the difficulties, the thing you rely back upon really is that spark and that personal um, intent, that personal need. And if you protect that, you can fight them off until they pull the plug out. Yeah. And then you got as far as you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah. So the film I've just done, yes, has a has a second part, and actually, um, I found evidence that I wanted to make this story, this story that's based on something that happened to me mm-hmm. in the early nineteen eighties. Um, that when I first started noting ideas um, to make a story or a film out of the experience, I. Um, I noted down that it should be in two parts, and there was something about the first part being just this relationship. So you're in the bubble of this relationship, and the second part, um, young filmmaker, student filmmaker, breaking beyond that, and then starting to, a little bit like what I'm doing, use her own experience in her mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. Um, but still at film school. But just yeah, how how um, yeah, so the, the the experience becomes a sort of mirror for her in, in the work that she makes. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it's not, I'm not interested in sequels exactly per se, but it, but it, but I think I always think, you know, we make, you know, feature films are very traditionally a particular, well, mm-hmm. on the whole, a particular mm-hmm. length or, you know, they're one piece and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I like the idea of just thinking of cinema as not, you know, having to be sort of one, one, exactly. one, one exactly. object. It can yeah. be, it can be different yeah. shapes. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, 
first of all, sequel may be the wrong word. Yeah, a sequel suggests something. It's something else. Yes. I mean, this is not, this is part two. Yes, yes. It's very different. Yes, yes, yes. You know, this is one story to be told as fully as possible in one expression. In, and now, the next part, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like a piece of music. I, I, I see it like that, actually. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's a very good uh, analogy. Um, uh, yes, it is, is so. And, and music comes in, in so many forms and shapes. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think it's limiting to think of cinema. Always this is one energy, entity that people go and see and that's it. Exactly, exactly. But I do think that uh, because of the, um, the, the work you do, I mean, because it, it doesn't really have anything to do with what um, conventional cinema is, particularly now, since it's very, yes. very different from yes. even when I was growing up. But, there's, it's no reason why not to uh, uh, do part two or part three. Yeah, yeah, maybe never know, maybe a part three. But I, mm-hmm. I guess there are sort of constraints. I mean, or rather how people see cinema or how commercially things are released. Um, but I, um, no, but I, 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 I have to say, but I'm, I, so your, your um, examples are a warning tale. But I, I, I mean, I do, I am sort of creeping out of myself a bit and kind of interested in slightly bigger scale. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I've had the warning. <laughs> in terms of uh, in ter- well, in terms of the personal, in in a, on a, on a yeah, bigger canvas, that, when you've that, got you know, yeah, a lot but you of can finan- do that. Financiers. You can do it. You can do it. I mean, um, it, it's always a, a struggle, but that's what makes it. That's why you go there in the set. Yeah. That's why you go there in the location. That's why you work with the actors. It's what yeah. you do. Yeah. And you might get as far as possible with one. You go and you find another way, another. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah. I've always found that um, that balance of uh, personal and and. Uh, I think what they would call, I don't know, commercial, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big problem. No, no. That's very interesting. But, I, yes, I, but I, yes, I still um, will just continuing that um, thought. Yes, I, yes, I am, I am, I am wary of the big budget because, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's what you've done and it's, and it's really brave. But, you know, when, when, when people, I have to keep a certain scale of, production and crew and I sort of almost want to pretend that it's not a real film or we're amateurs mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. but when it when it becomes like you know the the 70 I know. man crew I know. and then you've got so many people and you've got a sort of weight behind you yeah you could still um, you can still um, like a lightning run go in and yeah. stay in the heart of it and try as best you can if you, it's even beyond me to say uh, to try how should I put it um do we really need that? Do we need this to try to get a, a smaller sense of how yes. to make the picture? Yeah. I remember um, I, back in the late 60s, I met Arthur Penn, who had done Bunny and Clyde and Left Hand yeah. Gun and uh, Mickey One, and he was great, great filmmaker and director. Uh, the one piece of advice he gave me, he said, um, don't lose that amateur status. Uh, uh, you know? Yeah. Now, yeah. can you keep the amateur sat- status in the professional? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think you can, or I think it's I think important you to, to do yeah. it. Yeah. How's that? Did I did I discourage you? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. No, mm. actually, I think ultimately encouraged me. Actually, mm. no, I think I've got to tr- try and do it now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's going to be a huge musical. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's great. Okay, well, um, really great talking to you. Uh, well, Tonight really, here in, where are we? Hollywood. Uh, in West Hollywood. 
Yes. Yeah, I'd forgotten yeah. for a moment. Um, <laughs> well, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening. The A24 podcast is produced by us, A24. Special thanks to our editor, Tom Wyatt, and Robot Repair, who composed our theme. 